African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. You're listening to us right here on Channel Africa, 1100 hours Central African time. We are African Dialogue. We come to you every Monday to Thursday at 1100 hours Central African time. Remember, you can interact with us on our Facebook page. Uh, that's uh, simply titled uh, uh, Channel Africa. Just go to Channel Africa on our Facebook page and we are asking you the question of uh, the recent arrest that was uh, taking place uh, in Zambia. want to get your mood and your feeling around this particular story and uh, we can uh, move this conversation as we also speak to our uh, panelists so we're asking what do you think of the decision last week of a 15 year old boy who was arrested in zambia for allegedly defaming president edgar lungu in a facebook post as critics accuse the regime of turning increasingly authoritarian the juvenile faces a maximum five-year jail term and we know that uh, President Lungu has been in power since 2015. We asked him, do you think it was right to arrest this young man? And uh, what do you make of this particular decision to have this young man being arrested? Uh, give us your thoughts on our Facebook page. Uh, comment there uh, below. Uh, we already have one comment there. I'll read a little bit later, but uh, we want to hear your thoughts. That's at Channel Africa on our Facebook. Uh, just find that particular uh, Facebook page. Uh, but uh, uh, we know that uh, this has actually brought to light uh, an issue that uh, has been uh, one that has been uh, tainting uh, African democracies. Uh, the juvenile, as I mentioned, faces a maximum five-year uh, jail term. And uh, we know that this is uh, amidst uh, mounting complaints uh, that uh, the president of Zambia is cracking down on dissent and seeking to consolidate power ahead of next year's election. But Zambia is not the only uh, African country interfering with people's rights to use social media platforms in Zimbabwe, Uganda, Cameroon and more governments have shut down the internet due to anti-government protests. Human rights advocates have also been arguing that when governments disrupt the internet they are grossly violating individual rights to freedom of expression and also access to information. To help us on this we joined on the line by Dr. George Ogola from the School of Journalism, Media and Performance at uh, the University of Central Lancashire, and also we've got Verily Ustazen, who is a partner at Shepstone and Wiley Attorneys and head of the Social Media Law Department. And we also have Michael Zulu, who's a human rights activist in Zambia. Let me come to you, Michael. Maybe you should give us your feeling around uh, uh, this particular situation. Tell us a little bit about where this case is right now. What is the latest on this young boy? Do we know anything more than uh, what was reported last week? Uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, the case of the young boy is uh, awaiting to go to court. And uh, the young boy is, uh, like you rightly put it, is uh, facing a maximum of uh, five years imprisonment for libel. And uh, this is uh, being uh, done under the Penal Code, uh, Section 69, Cap 87 of the Laws of Zambia. Uh, this is the, the, the part where 
defamation, uh, libel, and uh, 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 other things come in. So it's really uh, an interesting uh, case in the sense that, uh, you know, the young boy uh, is a juvenile and uh, uh, the state seems to have gone uh, all out in full throttle in trying to uh, make the young boy is an example to others, which I find uh, very, very unfortunate, especially on the part of government. I think uh, the Zambian government is uh, more and more becoming uh, youth and friendly. Uh, we have the various cases of uh, young people being, being sent to prison uh, for various uh, offenses. Uh, which I don't think is the solution because the prison does not reform. Zambian prisons do not reform. In in any case, they harden our young people even more. So I don't see uh, any positive results uh, in incarcerating a 15-year-old boy who is supposed to be cancelled. Uh, so mm-hmm. that is my mm-hmm. my, uh, my my first impression mm-hmm. uh, when, when I hear of this case. Mike, do we know what this uh, young man actually wrote on his Facebook uh, for this um, uh, particular arrest to actually take place? Well, basically, the young the young man was, uh, according to the reports that we saw after his arrest, uh, he. He was uh, 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 preaching against uh, regime change, preaching against uh, the rule of uh, uh, the president, uh, Edgar Lungu, in this case. Uh, And, you know, this is uh, not a strange uh, phenomenon in Zambia today because uh, I think from, you know, civil society organizations, you know, from human rights defenders like myself, I think there's been a lot of uproar in the manner of governance, uh, especially with our current regime. And Mm -hmm. I know this reflects so much on other African countries. Uh, Uganda, for example. Uh, You know, so we are seeing more and more a trend towards clamping down of uh, free speech, free expression. Because personally, I don't see anything mm. wrong if I don't like the president. Uh, apparently, the other interesting uh, statement they put on the boy is that uh, he asked a question to say, apart from uh, Edgar Lungu, which other name can I give to my dog? So, you know, uh, looking at it from an African perspective, you could be seen as being rude. But mm. when you look at it from another perspective, I mean, if I love my dog, I would name him even my name. So mm. uh, if the courts are going to be emotional about uh, free expression of the people, then I think we are going to see more and more clamping down on people's uh, civil liberties and uh, people's uh, freedoms of expression, which is very unfortunate. Let me come to you, Dr. George Ogola. We're speaking with uh, Michael Zulu from Zambia, the human rights activist uh, who's been speaking to Channel Africa 
and uh, on this particular case of this young man, 15-year-old boy arrested in Zambia for allegedly defaming President uh, Edgar Lungo on Facebook post. What does this say around um, um, the clampdown on, on social media and uh, maybe on a larger scale on uh, social media usage uh, by citizens on the continent? Yeah, I- I think that uh, particular case is most um, unfortunate, but uh, hardly surprising. Um, I think it sort of reflects the broader anxieties of uh, African governments in in, uh, failing to manage sort of information. Um, I think uh, quite a number of governments across the continent have always had problems with sort of political legitimacy. And in the absence of that, you know, they, they, they tend to, you know, control uh, the infrastructure of, sort of public information and in cases where they are uh, incapable of doing that you know you end up with uh, the punitive legislation such as we are seeing in in, in Zambia in Uganda and Tanzania and and elsewhere um so um i think the way publics you know across the continent have uh, sort of instrumentalized you know social media politically is is something that is broadly positive uh, broadly positive for the purposes of of um, enhancing or sort of expanding the public sphere, uh, but unfortunately that's not how a number of sort of African governments are, are seeing it. You know, they, they 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 are sort of looking at it almost as a form of existential threat. You know, to you know this um, this tradition that they've had you know over time in controlling these communication um, spaces. But it's, it's, it's not a game that, you know, they're going to win at all. Uh, when you close one particular platform, an alternative will always emerge. Um, so whilst, you know, in the case of Zambia, clearly this is a, a situation where, uh, as, as the gentleman clearly pointed out, they want to use it as an example uh, to the rest. Um, the opposite is actually going to happen. You know, it's, it's actually going to embolden uh, the youth in Zambia and elsewhere to um, use, you know, social media, indeed, even more politically. Um, um, and I think that's, that's, that's the trend. Uh, we are where we are, and I don't think that's going to change at all. You know, there's something that uh, Michael highlighted in terms of the commentary um, that was made by this 15-year-old boy. And it's very interesting to hear the language of Michael, which is an African thing to do, uh, where he highlights, well, maybe he was disrespectful to um, the, the the president. It could be interpreted as disrespect, but it could be also just a, a symbol of an image that the young man was highlighting. But with these traditions and historical issues around, you know, our African Ubuntu and how we treat elders, you know, sometimes those kind of narratives can be unfairly utilized in courts. Um, uh, Dr. Ogola, how do you make sense of that? You know, how we use African culture, our Ubuntu-ness, as uh, a way of actually sometimes minimizing the rights of others. Yeah, I I, I think we we are we are we are very uh, we sort of pick and choose really. You know, this mobilization of of these cultural practices. I, I would argue in K in fact that um, had it been elsewhere. I mean, when I was younger, you know, my, my dog was named after sort of an African leader, Edgar Tegeri, I think it was, and and it wasn't mm. something um, slow 
fighting that you know particular politician really it was it was the opposite so i i find it quite quite strange that you know within the context of zambia it's actually being seen you know in in a negative in a negative sense um uh, i i don't think that um uh, the president was slighted in any way it it it's it it, it sort of you know demonstrates sort of just the selective way in which you know these past cultures are, are mobilized politically um, so to a certain extent, um, the mobilization of history, you know, generally, again, as, as I do, I, as I did mention earlier with, with the case of social media, can easily be instrumentalized politically. The assumption normally is that, you know, um, when you when you mention culture, then somehow you legitimize a particular position or narrative that you are developing mm. for 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 your own purposes mm. you know um and i think that is that is what is the case in in, in zambia Let um me, so it's, sure. it's this sort of uh, mm. selective uh mobilization or appropriation of cultural you know narratives uh in a manner that supports your position rather than you know uh, use it in a more progressive progressive way let me come to Fairly Ostase and thank you for waiting there, who's the head of uh, the social media law department within Shepstone and Viley Attorneys. Fairly, thank you for being part of this conversation. You know, this also um, comes to a point whereby we can speak to uh, the issue of what is defamation, because um, um, sometimes that is misappropriated or um, defined differently in an African context and uh, maybe those cultural nuances make the identification of what defamation is and that's what we're seeing here the polarization of that particular term Verli. Yes, I think that also we need to be careful about the fact that this matter in Zambia has been dealt with in terms of the penal code or the criminal code. And usually defamation, particularly in South Africa, although there can be criminal defamation, is usually dealt with in terms of the civil courts. Uh, there is there is definitely criminal defamation on our on our um, you know criminal code or you know in our criminal um, common law, but it's usually dealt with in terms of the civil law, and um, it's quite concerning when you do have these criminal sanctions for defamation because it does have this chilling effect on free speech when when governments or when um, prosecutors or the police are allowed to make some kind of a judgment about whether a particular particular utterance uh, is seen as defamatory rather than a civil court. Because the test is whether a reasonable person um, in the place of the listener would uh, view that comment as something uh, that would bring down the reputation of the person who is being spoken about. And obviously there's all sorts of cultural nuances that will come into that. And because of those cultural nuances, um, do we have um, a fair legal uh, kind of referencing or a definition of defamation, Verli? I know that uh, in this context it could be argued, uh, but uh, from your legal perspective, could you maybe give us insights into those kind of definitions maybe that could be internationally agreed to uh, when it comes to this particular term? 
Well, really, what will happen is that the, the court, and whether it's a criminal court or whether it's a civil court, is going to make a value judgment based on the particular bony mores, they call it, which is the particular values of the society mm. of the day. So it will mean that the particular uh, circumstances of the society where the person is situated is going to be taken to an, into account. And what I mean by that is, obviously, say, 50 years ago, it could have been seen as a major slur to call somebody a homosexual, whereas now it's not seen as a slur at all, um, necessarily. So it depends very much on where we are. Um, in, in the kind of cultural zeitgeist. I'd say that you, you will see in term, they will look at the, um, the, the comment or the posting or whatever it is quite carefully from all sorts of different angles. Um, and as lawyers, we, we will always look at the facts of the case and we'll always try and come up with the best possible argument. But, Certainly, what the definition says is whether a reasonable person, uh, and and that is an objective test, whether a reasonable person would uh, look at the look at the person that's been spoken about in a lesser light, or whether their reputation has been damaged. You are listening to Channel Africa right here on uh, uh, DSTV Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. Remember, also on www.channelafrica.co.za. We're asking on our Channel Africa Facebook page uh, on uh, this arrest of uh, a 15-year-old boy uh, who was arrested in Zambia for allegedly defaming President Edgar Lungu in a Facebook post. We're asking, do you think it was right to arrest this young man? Uh, what do you make of this particular decision and uh, we've already have Mfumu King who's uh, giving us your thoughts and a very uh, cheeky response here by Mfumu King saying he feels threatened by the kid a very interesting question there but when it comes to this definition of defamation I want to bring it back to Dr. George Ogola and Michael Zulu who are also joining us uh, on the line here in this particular discussion in terms of uh, if it's determined around the cultural context of a country is it problematic then uh, to have this um, uh, defamation term determined by uh, those particular nuances that were described by Verli Wustazen. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back after this. Follow Channel Africa on these social media platforms. On Facebook, Channel Africa One. On Twitter, at Channel Africa One. And YouTube on Channel Africa Radio. Our website, www.channelafrica.co.za. Channel Africa, from an African perspective. Just a reminder, Spotlight Africa a feature program that showcases and highlights African issues from an African perspective can be heard every Wednesday at 1000 hours UCT, with repeats on Wednesday at 2000 hours, Thursday at 300 hours, and Sunday at 1300 hours UCT. Listen to Spotlight Africa, a program that interrogates issues from an African perspective. Spotlight Africa.
Well, right now you're listening to African Dialogue with me, Benjamin Mushatama, where I host discussions from Monday to Thursday, uh, where we have panel discussions looking at the big subject matters on the African continent. We're back to this issue once again on our program, looking at the regulation of social media on the African continent. Uh, speaking on the issue of a 15-year-old boy who was arrested in Zambia for allegedly defaming President Edgar Lungu, looking at the nuances around that. We know that uh, this is not the only country that has some form of uh, social media um, uh, clamped down. We know in countries such as Uganda and Tanzania, there have been uh, uh, developments around uh, uh, taxing um, social media users and bloggers. And we know in Uganda, there's also kind of similar patterns to what we've seen in Zambia, where there have been arrests on commentary made against the president of the country. What does this mean around around uh, social media usage for the African continent? And uh, uh, is this regulation a fair uh, to the ordinary African citizen? If you're just joining us now, we have Dr. George Ogola from the School of Journalism, Media and Performance at the University of Central Lancashire, who is also joining us alongside Verli Ustazen, partner Shepstone and Vile Attorneys and head of the Social Media Law Department. And also we joined from Zambia by the Human rights activist Michael Zulu. Let me come to you, Dr. George Ogola, because what was highlighted by Verli is very interesting, especially the fact that uh, what is considered when it comes to defamation is the a cultural zeitgeist, as was highlighted by Verli there in her own words, in terms of uh, defining what defamation is. Is that problematic from an African context? <laughs> I, th- I think it is because um, primarily because you know it's 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 quite um, difficult sort of litigate sort of nuances you know uh, what what do you consider right you know what do you consider wrong really um, how do you determine sort of intention you know in in a nuance uh, it gets it gets very untidy you know if if we begin to sort of litigate um, uh, what is you know essentially a nuance within a particular sort of cultural context. Um, so I, 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 I doubt that, you know, in the, in the Zambian case or elsewhere, that that can be used, you know, perhaps as a benchmark, you know, to determine, you know, perhaps, you know, further uh, legislation. I don't think that's, that's going to work just because of its untidiness, uh, but also in terms of just yes, precisely because of of the way you know um, cultural culture more more broadly is 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 mobilized you know uh, in Zambia and and elsewhere it's not it's not uniform you know it's it, it's uh, um, determined variously appropriated in 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 a number of ways you know in multiple multiple ways and for uh, diverse purposes um, so it is. It is a it's it's a difficult one, you know. Um, I think when when you have mm. uh, prosecution or a state hopping on to to culture, you then begin to realize that you know uh, the case is not as as strong as you know perhaps uh, uh, it is you know publicly positioned. 
Mm. Michael, what are your thoughts on where we are with this conversation uh, around the uh, terming of a defamation? Because uh, when we were in the um, newsroom just discussing this particular matter, that was a a key uh, area that we discussed upon around what is defamation then? Um, Because this actually poses the subjectivity of that particular term. Uh, well, Benjamin, uh, there is a very thin line between uh, uh, defaming somebody and actually stating what they really are. In this case of the young boy, uh, and in the case of many Zambians, I think the Zambian leadership has not earned its respect amongst the citizens. If we look at it from an African perspective, even in a basic village setup, respect is earned by the elders in the way that they treat the community, they treat the young people within that particular community. And in the case of Zambia, young people boiling because of frustration of lack of employment, uh, frustration of lack of opportunities, in terms of quality education. And these things have been bottling in in young people's minds for a long time until the advent of social media now where, you know, expression seems to be free and people can sit behind a keyboard or a mobile phone and uh, tap their expression. Uh, This obviously has not occurred well with authorities because... uh, for Zambia's case, Zambia is uh, called a Christian nation, which is supposed to be governed uh, by Christian principles. But when you turn the tables around, you know, the corruption, the levels of corruption and mismanagement of public funds in Zambia is amongst the West on the continent. And therefore, you tend to question uh, the legitimacy of defaming somebody who is in charge of a government that is, uh, you know, stealing from these young people in a way. And, uh, you know, that is why you see uh, these angry expressions, especially amongst young people through social media. I'm not supporting uh, uh, defamation Mm. uh, by anybody whatsoever. But uh, the legitimacy of government has to be seen to be working because you cannot preach of Christian values when you are doing exactly the opposite. And, and, and that is why this particular case is very interesting. So there is a very, very thin line, Benjamin, mm-hmm. uh, between uh, actual defamation and, you know, just pointing out the facts as they are. Mm. Very complicated, isn't it, Verli, this conversation, you know, because as Mike rightly says, you know, I know Zambia is a very um, religious nation and uh, very much subscribing to Christianity. So even those kind of nuances of bringing that kind of um, uh, society into into this particular issue and versus the issue of human rights is very interesting, isn't it? Yes, it is very interesting, and it's also very worrying when people are not allowed to have uh, legitimate complaints against the government of the time, because usually it was um, accepted 
largely accepted that politicians, certainly in um, you know in in other countries, that um, politicians had to be fairly um, immune to insult. Uh, that they that they had decided that they were going to be a part of public office, and so their decisions were going to be questioned, and they were going to be put firmly in the public eye. And I think that when you have a situation where a young teenager is put in jail uh, for a comment um, criticizing government, it becomes hugely problematic. So um, there, there are all of those issues that come into it. It's not to say that people should be able to say whatever they like um, and, and engage in hate speech, and that's obviously a different level of speech. But when you can't legitimately criticize government mm-hmm. or politicians, then, then it becomes very, very difficult because how then um, do you navigate the political space at all? Mm-hmm. Mm, absolutely. Well, let me go to our Facebook page on Channel Africa. Remember, we are asking that question, what do you think of the arrest of a 15-year-old boy who was arrested in Zambia for allegedly defaming President Edgar Lungu in a Facebook post? I've got a, a comment here by Felix Kayeyi, and Felix Kayeyi is speaking to us from Lusaka, Zambia. Uh, Felix Kayeyi say, defamation law is abused in Zambia. The president has not not released his view in this particular issue and in issues like this he usually hides in the background it's very interesting the fact that uh, uh, also uh, the discussion can be around what machinery what uh, uh, public resources are utilized uh, to clamp down on people on uh, this social media mechanism what are they using what kind of surveillance and uh, should the police force uh, be um, focused on such an issue and maybe we'll deal with that after we come back just to address that issue that was brought forward by our listener Felix Kayei. Let's take a quick break. It's 25 minutes to midday Central African time. Uh, we'll be back after this. I am an African. I owe my being to the hills and the valleys, the mountains and the glades, the rivers, the deserts, the trees, the flowers, the seas and the ever-changing seasons that define the face of our native land. Masterclass Africa, where great minds connect. An explorative one-on-one talk show that seeks to tackle issues of leadership and consciousness on the African continent and around the world. Masterclass comes to you every Fridays, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock Central African Time. Channel Africa, bringing you the African Perspective. Channel Africa, thank you for joining us right here on DSTV Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. And don't forget that online you can stream us on www.channelafrica.co.za. That's www.channelafrica.co.za. Hey, you can go to our Facebook page right now and give us your thoughts on the discussion we have. We only have about a few minutes left of the discussion. So let's keep your views coming in. Uh, Go to our Channel Africa page. Give us your thoughts on uh, the arrest of 
this young boy who was arrested in Zambia for allegedly defaming President Edgar Lungu in uh, a Facebook post. We're asking, what do you think of the arrest of this young man? He's only 15 years old. Uh, do you think it was a right decision to have been made by the government? And uh, Felix Kayeyi there is uh, just uh, made a post just eight minutes ago from uh, uh, Zim- uh, from Zambia in Lusaka, and he says the president has not released his view on the issue, and like all issues, he usually hides in the background. And I think that's a very interesting thought coming there from Felix, Dr. Ogola, um, especially the fact that, yes, yeah, sometimes we don't know how uh, the, uh, the governments identify uh, these particular uh, social media comments that are made by their country's citizens. And also, uh, usually uh, police uh, are utilized to clamp down on these uh, individuals. So there's also a lot of mystery around this clampdown system that we've seen in countries such as Uganda, Tanzania, and now Zambia. Yeah, I, I think the worry, the worry is that you know the um, governments are sort of moving from their, moving away from their role as being um, uh, sort of the regulator to being sort of actors as well in this particular space. I think that's the most worrying thing, and uh, quite apart from sort of legislation which raises you know the kind of uh, the, the conversation and the uproar that you know we are hearing uh, about uh, in, in Zambia today, you know these other mechanisms you know the introduction of say the social media tax that we've seen in in um, in Uganda that is intended you know uh, primarily to uh, dissuade you know Ugandans from participating online uh, in 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 Tanzania you know the licensing of of bloggers um, in Kenya there was a, a you know a, a bill that was introduced uh, actually to equally introduce some form of sort of legislation of of uh, content creators online, uh, but that was uh, shelved um, because it raised quite a bit of uh, controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and so, and, and of course, you know, there's, there's, there's an issue of simply shutting down the internet or, you know, this, uh, uh, the use of throttling, you know, ensuring that uh, particular sites are so slow as to become uh, unusable, you know, by, by citizens. So these multiple ways in which, you know, states across the the, the continent are trying to uh, not just control, you know, the, the, the Internet, but also to be an active actor mm. in ensuring, you know, how it actually uh, develops over time. I think it's, it's, it's quite worrying. And, and um, we, we, we must um, encourage civil society. Uh, we equally must encourage, you know, the public. To really, you know, fight against, you know, these these mechanisms, because the online space is is one of the few spaces where you could, you know, potentially argue that, you know, the gatekeeping processes mm. are not as strict as mm. perhaps you know you'd find in in mainstream media, where the state is still a very dominant player, you know, uh, for uh, primarily because it's still the single largest advertiser mm. therefore it determines sometimes what what is actually published so uh, Africans have to re- have to sort of rise up against you know the incursion of this particular space by the state through the multiple ways in which you know it, it, it is you know trying to exercise its control mm. you know verily you know should we be worried as Africans around these surveillance mechanisms adopted by African governments which we don't really know much around and uh, the issue of privacy when it comes to social media law comes into place here 
very concerned. And I think that there have been recent cases, for example, in the Concord, there was one regarding the regulation of interception of communications and, and um, how that was affecting journalists. Mm, mm. And the fact that it really we don't know how much the government is actually seeing and how much they can throttle, for example, as the previous guest said, um, and there is definitely mechanisms that the government uses to suppress the use of social media. Um, certainly if it's happening in other areas of Africa, that's not something that we can rule out in South Africa, despite the fact that we've got really good um, human rights um, legislation in place. It doesn't mean that necessarily there isn't people, you know, sort of big brother watching what's going on online. And I think that is something that we need to keep at the forefront of our minds always. And so where to from here, Michael? I mean, as a human rights activist in Zambia, I'm sure it is a a very difficult space to work in in the area of human rights. What's the context right now in terms of uh, this clampdown? And what is the mood in the country around what uh, uh, the citizens are seeing their government doing? Well, Benjamin... You know, it's very interesting. Your question is very interesting in the sense that today the Zambian parliament will be tabling uh, a bill, a bill number 10, which is supposed to go for second reading. And this bill has brought about a lot of emotions, divided emotions in the country. The majority of the people are against this bill because it gives ultimately the authorities, the president, too much power. And so... Tell us a little bit about more about this bill. Um, Just give us more um, detail around this bill, Michael. Um, I'm interested in this uh, notion. Well, this bill seeks, you know, to give the president uh, powers, for example, to strip uh, powers of the Bank of Zambia from obtaining loans through Parliament, for example. So with this bill, the president, with one or two members of his cabinet, are able to approve debt contraction. It also brings about a very controversial issue of uh, deputy ministers. We had deputy ministers in cabinet before, and uh, it was unanimously resolved uh, before that... uh, we do away with deputy ministers, and government has been running without deputy ministers up to now. And so this bill seeks to bring back the issue of deputy ministers, uh, which is seen as a strain on the uh, government coffers, which are already depleted, as I'm speaking, because government is uh, at pains, you know, to pay contractors, to pay uh, workers, uh, civil servants, uh, so the bill has brought about a lot of controversy. Uh, the lawyers are divided. We've had uh, a lawyer, John Sangwa, who has been speaking, is actually state counsel, who has been speaking on behalf of the Zambians and trying to give uh, a picture of what uh, uh, mm. a, a certain uh, judgment mm. to do with the president's tenure, continued tenure of office because apparently uh, the current constitution says you can only run as president for two terms, Mm. uh, which you can only be sworn in twice, and Edgar Lungu has been sworn in twice. Mm. And so 
he wants to go for another term in 2021, and wow. this has brought about mm. a lot of controversy. The CSOs are divided, uh, the lawyers are divided, mm. so uh, this prominent lawyer has actually been barred to appear before any court okay. by, by, you know, wow. the, 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 the court, wow. which, is, which already it sends a lot of fear among citizens. Why is the government so desperate to push a deal that the rest of the citizens are so much against? Well, we have to leave it there, Michael. We've run out of time there. I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but that's a story that definitely we have to look into and one that speaks of just the the crisis that also the courts are in and also the fact that our leaders sometimes are very uh, distant uh, to uh, the ordinary person uh, down on the, uh, the alleys. But thank you to Michael Zulu, who's a human rights activist in Zambia, for giving us their time. I'm sure that we'll speak to him on these developments which is a very very sad moment if that is the case thank you as well to Verli who stays and partner at Shepstone and Availi attorneys the head of the social media law department there and Dr. John Ogola who is joining us from the University of Central Lancashire and he is from the school of journalism media and performance thank you Dr. Ogola thank you Verli and Michael for giving us your time African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting.